Beyond Synth, Season 7, Sequence Commencing in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hey there, welcome to the show. This is Beyond Synth, and I am your host, Andy Last, and this is episode 215. I've got uh, two guests today, so later in the show, we'll be chatting with Siamese Youth, and before that, we're going to have a quick catch-up with Phaserland. I haven't talked to him in a while. He's got a new album out and a new video, which you should check out because it's a lot of fun. So that should be cool. And uh, before we get to that, we've got some cool tracks to listen to, like always. And I have uh, probably some excuses as to why I can't seem to deliver this show on time. <laughs> well, in my defense... Right now, my main focus is just making sure that there is new Beyond Synth content every week. But my schedule is all over the place, and so I haven't been delivering it on the same day every week. But anyway, well, we'll figure this out. Man, we'll figure it out. I just need an administrative assistant. Uh, uh, secretary. All right, so let's listen to some music and get this show started. So this is a cool one from Lost Nights from their album Rewind. This is Kill Me.
And that was Kill Me by Lost Nights. And that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Well, we've got a new triple six donation of the beast person. And I don't even know how the hell to say this. A bashed pudding? Yeah, a bashed pudding. A bashed pudding. Uh, thank you for supporting the show. And Pudnuts has upgraded his support. That's right, Pudnuts is now in the $5 club. Thank you, Pudnuts. You are a cool guy. And uh, Barry007 has upgraded his support. Thank you. You're now in the uh, $10 club. That's a very exclusive club of awesome people. Barry007. Speaking of 007, some new uh, footage surfaced of the uh, HD remake of Goldeneye that they never finished. And it looked uh, cool. But then again, the, um, the HD remaster of Perfect Dark, it sort of just looks like that. Which I got again, because I ended up getting that Xbox that I said I was going to get. I got a used Xbox One for a good price. They're just giving them away. And also, I would like to thank uh, Neptune90, who has upgraded his support. Holy smokes, this is an upgrade week. Thank you all for uh, supporting the show. Neptune90, now in the $25 club. Wait a second. Didn't I read that last week? (laughs) This is the problem when you don't stay on schedule. Uh, You forget uh, what you're doing and what is going on. That's also uh, an issue of getting old. Anyway, go check out Lost Nights. Actually, in the summer, I was chatting with the uh, Scald Brewing guys because they're doing all these synthwave-inspired beers, and they were going to do a Beyond Synth one, and then... I put it to Twitter to ask people what they thought a good beer name would be, and Lost Nights then took that question to Reddit, and I made two videos where I read all the things and picked my favorites, and both of the videos ended up having technical difficulties, and so I never released them. It literally happened twice. The first video, there was just something that was off, and I just I was like, oh, fuck, I gotta film this again. And then I filmed it again, and then that video had a technical problem, too, and I'm like, all right, fuck it. Anyway, but the point is, uh, thanks to Lost Nights for taking that to Reddit, because I'm an old man, and I don't, uh, I don't Reddit. But I do Discord now. Uh, so there is a Beyond Synth Discord, and there's a link in the show notes. So if you want to join the Discord, it's like a little chat room thing for people who listen to the show, and there's a bunch of little topics. Ooh, and I got Disney+, Plus, and I watched the first episode of Mandalorian, and, uh... Well, how about this? Let's listen to a song first, and then I'll tell you what I thought about it. So, this is a track from alternate and it is brought to you by my awesome patrons well of course uh, the kings of the pattersons in the 88 dollar club there's robert d bishop and chris dance you guys are the best and then of course uh, with the 8484 there's six mil so let's listen to this track this is alternate with the virus
And that was The Virus by Alternate. That is a cool track, and that was uh, brought to you by my awesome patrons. There's Mike Shima with the 82, and Jacob Wick with the 4488. You guys are very special to me. Yeah, I got uh, Disney+. Plus. I watched the first episode of Mandalorian, and I liked it. I think the next episode drops tomorrow, so that's cool. If you listen to the show, you know that I get pretty upset about The Last Jedi so the Mandalorian uh, makes me happy because it just feels like Star Wars to me. It's people with cool masks shooting lasers and there's robots and uh, bounties and uh, weird creatures. And I like the tone of it. I think sometimes people, you know, they'll go, I want like a gritty Star Wars or something that's like dark and serious. But to me, Star Wars is a balance of kind of a bunch of tones. You know, like, I think if I saw a Star Wars movie where it was, like, really graphically violent or something, it would feel wrong to me. And I think uh, The Mandalorian has the perfect balance where it's got, you know, action and there's people getting killed and stuff like that. But then it's still got kind of cutesy things, like, you know, when they're riding those weird creatures. And, of course, the ending, which I will not spoil, but they, uh, they introduce a super cute creature that is going to have implications uh, in the Star Wars universe. But no, overall, I liked it a lot, actually, and I've watched some scenes of it several times. That's how you can tell when you really like something and how I can tell that, like, nothing inspires me uh, that much anymore, like, when it comes to, like, movies and TV, is, like, when I'm super excited about a show, I'll just keep going back and, like, watching scenes. Watching my favorite parts over again. When... Doctor Who came back in 2004. That's when I learned how to torrent. I learned how to torrent specifically to download Doctor Who because the first episode leaked like three weeks early or something, if I recall. And without even thinking about it, even though the first episode isn't great, in fact, it's stupid, but because I was so excited that Doctor Who was back... I just sort of watched it three times in a row without even thinking. Like, I watched it, and then I started flipping through watching my favorite scenes, and then I just sort of flipped back to the first scene and then just let it play through. But, like, I I wasn't doing it consciously. It was just sort of, that's just what happened. Because when I'm excited about something, I like to go back and watch my favorite moments and stuff. And so... I can tell that I really liked The Mandalorian because I just kept going back and, like, just watching scenes. And uh, I watched that end scene, like, a whole bunch. The whole, the action scene with the IG-11, which was funny. Uh, Lots of stuff. Anyway, look. So, bottom line is I give it a uh, thumbs up. The most important thing to me is it feels like Star Wars. You might have your little nitpicks here and there about, like, oh, I didn't like this or I didn't like that. But the main thing for me is that it feels like Star Wars, and that's the most important thing, I think, is getting that that tone right. All right, so now let's listen to some more music, and then we will talk to uh, Phaserland. So here's a cool track. This is from Driver86, and it is featuring the voice of Oceanside85. And this track is uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Uh, there's City Hunter with the 42. And in the 2666 Club, there's Hugh Hefna and Lucas Ceballos. You guys are awesome. And Hugh Hefner wants me to go listen to Scattle, which I have played Scattle on the show before. I feel like I saw another post about Scattle. You'll get your damn Scattle, all right? Anyway, uh, so look, let's listen to this track. This is Driver 86 with Not Like Us 
featuring Oceanside 85.
And that was Not Like Us by Driver86 featuring Oceanside85. And that's a good one. That was uh, brought to you by my awesome patrons in the $25 Club. Mr. Clint Dowling, Techno Ben, Neptune90, and Restless Night. And we are back. So how about this? Uh, why don't we do a little quick catch-up with Mr. Phaserland. Well, I'm here right now with Phaserland. Hello, hello. How are you today? I am just dandy. Excellent. Well, uh, of course, I'm speaking here with Phaserland, a.k.a. Mr. Ross Trinkus. That's what guys correct. That is my name. And we're having a little uh, a catch-up here, because I haven't talked to you in a while, but you got a brand new album. Well, yeah, Andy, I'd like to say it's it's nice being back. It's been a little while, i got to say. It's been a while. It's, a couple of, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, it's a couple of years at least, I believe. Has it been that long? Mm-hmm. Have I not had you back on, like, a Christmas special or something? I don't know. We, we did those uh, time slap things with Mike. Well, those don't count. Those don't. <laughs> so I guess that means there's been a few years here of stuff we should cover, but today I, I want to focus on the new album, because it's a really good. You sent it to me early and I forgot that it was an early release and I think I accidentally debuted a song of yours without acknowledging <laughs> that it was a debut. Yeah, you did. That was awesome though. You picked the one song out of all 12 of them that I've already put on my SoundCloud. So it, all, it, was, it was great. Yes. It worked out wonderful. <laughs> and as I said in private conversation that uh, that literally was a coincidence that I picked that song because I it was the Halloween show. You had sent me your album, I feel like a month or two earlier, like to preview. Yeah. And so I just assumed it was out. And so I'm like, you know what? I really should play a Phaserland song because I've been sitting on these files for months. So that's why I played it, because I felt bad that they were sitting there and I didn't play one. (laughs) And then it turned out that it still hadn't been released. And Excalibur just happened to be a song that was like, this kind of fits the Halloween show. It's a little darker, but... No, no. Well, thank you. I appreciate appreciate that. And everything worked out. It was was wonderful. But I was like, you know, it just happens trying to time things with release dates. And especially because I have a a music video coming up, but it's not quite ready, but it is. And then I got to time that with uh, internet debut things with different uh, online publications. It's all a big mess and I'm terrible at timing. So Wait, so when does the music video come out? Hopefully next week. I mean, it's ready to go. I'm just waiting for the official platform. You know, Brad and those guys, they're awesome job with dynamic and um very excited to show that so i'm just trying to time that with the release so i figure i'm doing the release anyway i'm ready to go i really enjoyed it you know brad's company for people who don't know brad and vic too yes they're a team of talented individuals what's the name of the company again dynamic but it's spelled a different way oh see i thought it was like an acronym anyway the point is you've uh, you've seen his work because uh they've made the videos for like ollie ride and those are really slick polished videos correct and he has a very nice camera he filmed uh some footage at Outland Toronto as well. Mm-hmm. And Michael Oakley videos too. Yeah, yeah. So he's done some cool things. And I will just say this, maybe by the time people hear this episode, they will have uh, seen the Phaserland video, or maybe this is like a little preview, but I think this might be my favorite one. And I'm going to say maybe one of my favorite uh, Synthway videos. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Andy. Yeah, I don't wow. like to say my opinion too often because... I feel like it. people feel left out. Like, like, it's a hard thing, right? Because I keep throwing this number out, but, you know, we've got the Beyond Synth artist database on at beyondsynth.com, and there's, like, over 950 entries in there now. Damn. And so, even if I said one day, I'm going to name 100 of my favorite synthwave artists. That means I'm potentially not saying the name of 850 artists. Wow. And it's sort of this burden I have over my head, whereas I don't like to 
talk too much about my personal opinion besides saying like I like this this is cool and I don't really voice my negative opinions on this show I don't know that that's really very helpful so my point is that I really enjoyed uh, the video I think it looks slick and it's also got a good sense of humor the right balance of cool but funny fun the concept is fun and silly there's these sequences of you driving a car which both look great and are funny at the same time because of the way that it's shot <laughs> right, right like it made me smile like just the, the shots of you in the car made me smile because they were f- funny like the things you're doing like while you're driving and the way that it's filmed on sort of like a soundstage with some lighting effects and stuff and it just it's I, I just really enjoyed it I thought it was just a solid fun time damn man it, oh, that means a lot seriously thank you it, it was a blast let me tell you it was a whirlwind it got like greenlit like a week or so before we actually got everything together I mean, people were perfect the weather like we had people helping out tons of extras everything fell into place it was this weird universal cohesion i guess i don't know what happened and they approached me and like hey we're gonna be in detroit because originally from this area in michigan both those guys uh, went to msu then they moved to la then they came back for a bit and i was like that's perfect timing let's do it's like my birthday let's film this thing Everything fell into place, and I'll never forget it. Even if I only make one in my whole life, like, this is it. So, you got it. I had to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a little scary at first, you know, because you're dealing with multiple days shooting, and you're, you know, you got to pay, like, grips and gaffers and lighting and everybody. Oh, you don't got to pay nobody. <laughs> that's my policy. I don't pay a damn thing to nobody. <laughs> I mean, that's your thing. I, I also don't have a music video, though, so there's, <laughs> there's no one to not pay. Right, right. But, uh, yeah, it just, it was so wonderful and I had friends and tons of friends in it and cameos my wonderful girlfriend is in it ooh girlfriend absolutely and uh, <laughs> other friends were dancers and Holly was in there from Parallels because she was uh, happened to be in town mm. filming stuff with Brad so she played like one of the characters so yeah well look it's a good time listen but here's what we're gonna do because today we're just having a little quick catch up we should listen to a song okay I thought we'd just play the track that we're actually talking about here because it's a good track this is a, a really awesome album and it's got a nice vibe to to it and it's sort of like consistent so the album has a style I would say uh, that's as musical as I'm gonna get in its description <laughs> I love it and this track's great this is Flip the Switch by Phaserland
And that was Phaserland with the track Flip the Switch. And I'm here right now having a quick little catch-up with Phaserland, and uh, we're just talking about making the music video. I feel like in that first little segment, I talked a lot, so let's get a catch-up with Phaserland. Where have you been? What have you been doing? And why? Oh my goodness. Okay, let's catch up here. It's been, my goodness, almost like three years since my last release, I want to say. Like, at least a good, good two and a half, technically two and three quarters. Why? You know, I uh, I moved... So if anybody knows how shitty moving is sometimes, it takes a lot out of you, especially if you buy one house before you sell the other. There was that going on, different writing going on. I probably wrote another 10, 15 tracks that I didn't actually use for this. Things just take time, Andy. What do you want me to say? (laughs) Can we look forward to a B-Sides? Absolutely. You know, I'm thinking about doing that maybe in like a free download, maybe in a few months down the road. All the stuff that didn't quite make the cut. Maybe little sketches here and there, blips and bloops, mm. and full tracks that I never released um, that didn't go quite well with the style. Like you were saying, I think this uh, album definitely kind of has its, a style with it. With some of the new types of synths that I used and phrasing and samples and things like that, I guess it's like a, like a sound palette, if you will. Oh, I will. You know, an artist has his color palette, so it's like yeah. a sound palette that I was experimenting with and kind of a new phase of my life. And Phase Land. Yeah, phaser life. <laughs> it sounds like an energy drink or something. I'm just, I'm just trying to show that I'm listening. No, and it's, I'm like, a, <laughs> I'm trying to turn over a new leaf on the show by actually listening to what the people are saying. So I feel like if I just like repeat key words, it sort of uh, establishes that. Oh, that's great. <laughs> So it took a little bit of time, right? A lot of stuff going on in my life, personally-wise. And, and, and if you notice, this, it takes a while to get a studio kind of set up in your domicile, if it's you know your apartment or house or whatever, and you're used to a certain way, and then you got to tear it all up and then reset it in a new room, and then i got to kind of kind of acoustically treat my room before I set it up, before I start mixing again. And some of the songs are written pre-move, and some of it's after, so they kind of had to mix that way. Do you have lots of, like, a sound foam panel things? I've got a few of them. I really... That was my next step, is to build, like, proper bass traps. I just, I do have some foam things and I've got my speakers properly measured against the wall and I've got a rug and some big couches in here to help absorb sound, but it's not nearly as like scientific as it should be. But again, it's not all about that at the end of the day. I think it's about the quality of the the music. It's weird because I don't think about it too often, but, uh, for the past, I guess like a year now, where I rearranged my setup because I don't, I still don't have a proper space. So I basically just like my office is a desk in the living room, but it used to be in the one corner, then it was in the other corner. Now it's sort of in the middle. So if anyone watches like the real Beyond Synth or my Twitch streams or whatever, and I'm at my desk and the the talk show set is behind me, so my desk is actually like just in the middle of the room. Right. And to my left there is a radiator and I started to realize on certain days that it actually like causes problems for the sound because my voice, especially when I cackle, will like bounce off the radiator and so it does this weird, almost like flanging echo effect. (laughs) It's really annoying, so I I feel like I have to buy some like sound panels, but they have to be portable because I don't want to like have anything like resting or covering the radiator, right? Sure. Yeah, you could do that, hundred percent. Do you have a, do you have a foam store near you, Andy? I mean, I, I live in the biggest city in Canada, man. There better be one. <laughs> Got a foams or us? Or I'll go to Amazon, man. Yeah, it's true. The problem is the reason why I haven't yet is whenever I go on Amazon, all the reviews always complain that it's all cheap foam from China, and like anytime I go to order foam, all the reviews are always like, "This smells terrible," and it, like the smell never went away. I had to throw them outside or whatever. Like, mm. so I'm always afraid because like cheap plastic from China yeah. is the worst smell like if you guys have like dollar stores yeah it's not good 
you know, and some of the products just have the weird, like some cheap plastic sometimes has the weirdest smell where it smells like burning and fish and yeah. like all sorts of things. Yep. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I'm glad we got in this subject. But... <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, the point is, I need some foam. Is the point? Right. It, well, you can you use uh, some, something so. called uh, rock wool, and it's supposed to be really good base absorbent. And you could like just tack it on like some wood board. Like people build their own base traps, and that might be a good solution for you. And you can carry it around, you know, like a three by three section or something like that. Well, go. You don't go by feet, though, do you? Well, I, I mean, I understand feet. Yeah, that's the thing. It's funny about Canada, right? I mean, like most of our stuff is in metric, but like if you were to like measure your dink or something, you'd still do that in inches, even though like <laughs> centimeters is a higher number, but psychologically you understand that a centimeter is a smaller unit of measurement. I get what you're saying. (laughs) Yeah, you understand. (laughs) You say dink? Yeah, of course I did. (laughs) Whoa, so it's been a pleasure. I can't believe it's been this long. (laughs) (laughs) That's what she said. I know. Woo! Not to me. (laughs) Never to me. Not that sentence. Oh, I wish. Anyway, look, the point is this, all right? (laughs) Dink. (laughs) So anyway, so you've got yourself a new studio. Look at me. I'm getting this thing back on track. You live in a new house now, and you've had to make a new studio, but at first you were like, hey, man, everything sounds different in here. Yeah. I mean, to a point. You still kind of have to go on and carry on and finish tracks and things. But yeah, it, t- it took a little while. That, that little tick in me, like, it's not quite right. I got to... Because you're mixing. Like, mixing is just as important as recording, and I guess, you know, the, the playback when you're mixing it. Oh, is it too much bass? You're not enough or too harsh and all that business. But what I was saying earlier is, I mean, that's very important, but obviously it comes back to the music and, and writing the actual tracks and finishing them. And uh, showing up to doing it is like... 80%. And it makes it a lot easier if it's in your house to show up. Yeah, no kidding. That's good. I'm happy about it. Well, thank you, buddy. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> How about this? We'll, we'll keep talking, but I want to listen to another song, all right? Okay, yeah. So I want to listen to this track called Computerized, because it's a cool track, and I dug it. And how about this? You pick the next one. Oh, sounds good. Well, anyway, let's listen to this one now. This is uh, Computerized by Phaserland.
And that was Phaserland with the track Computerized. And I'm here right now catching up with Phaserland himself, Mr. Ross Trinkus. Oh, hello. Yeah, so we've, uh, you're in a new space, in a new house with a new studio making tunes. You just had this music video filmed. What else is going on in your life? Oh, boy. Just the good stuff. Just the, well, <laughs> no, yeah, that's a good idea. I've actually been playing uh, more live shows now. I took a bit of a hiatus. So I played a show a couple weeks ago in a bowling alley. It was awesome. Were they doing like a rock and bowl? Like one of those yeah. like nighttime bowl things yeah, with the neon they, lights and shit? The owners are really cool. They, they took this bowling alley that I think they built in the 40s or something, 50s, all the way through the 80s. And then it closed down for like, like a decade or two. And then they bought it and rehabbed it. And it's totally like all orange and brown in like 70s, like authentic. It's amazing. I think they have wallpaper and they repulsed all the seats in this like, comfy orange fluffy material mm. they call it, like orange leather uh, and they built this whole side wing it's like a lounge with a stage and the whole idea was to get live bands playing there it's really cool so I've been playing more live shows I just played there and I'm doing kind of multimedia stuff with it so I've got a friend of mine uh, his name's Troy I met him just like I want to say a month before a music video but he was really into synthwave and we started hanging out and he's really into video mapping it's like shooting a projector like sh- shooting at a wall or a building and he- you can manipulate it to like look like the wall is moving you know move things in and out so he helped with the music video with the car he made it look like I was driving through these like internet tubes and like through the yeah, like, yeah, synthwave yeah. mountains and stuff he's like I'm a part of your entourage now I was like sweet <laughs> like one one guy entourage <laughs> yeah. awesome uh, and then no he showed up at the last concert and we did like a we shot some stuff on the screen and he's doing visual arts with it too so cool so I've, been, I've been working on that yeah it's that's a lot of fun playing live again when we always talk about 80s stuff and everyone's always focused on when everything went like uh, full color and stripes and triangles and things but i almost feel like being in a place that's upholstered to look like a 70s bowling alley would feel almost more 80s because in the 80s you would have gone to a bowling alley that was made in the 70s right like if you were actually living in the 80s not everything is brand new in the like that's why it's always weird when you watch like a period piece uh, like you know a movie or a television show that takes place in a different decade and since it's well it's the 70s and so everyone's walking around with like disco pants and like 70s haircuts and stuff but you're like but there'd be like old dudes walking around like they're dressed from the 50s because yeah they'd be the old people dressed in their old clothes like not everyone's gonna be walking around dressed like they're about to go to the disco it's spot on man that's that spot on yeah thanks absolutely like people I've, I've seen like a a meme oh i love uh you know the 80s like saturday morning cartoons and like they show like what the, what it actually looked like and it was like this wood panel den looking thing from the 70s like totally that was it that's what it looked like 100 percent. to me my childhood growing up in it because i was born in 81 so i do remember like I've, I've got you know a good like six years at least of memory of the 80s and to me they were kind of like brown and orange and mm-hmm. yellow that's what it was to me like sometimes commercials were flashy with the chrome text and like ladies in like yellow bikinis and stuff but like my then my house and my friends houses they were all you know upholstered with fucking linoleum in the 70s and shit so it was all these kind of weird or in that green there was a green color like a fucking lime green was it like avocado green yeah 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 my my fucking school gym was that color <laughs> oh man 
Yeah. Yeah, it takes a bit, you know, for a time to catch up like that. Yeah, no, it really does. I feel like almost a lot of that stuff, you know, we're sitting there thinking about 80s is really like, was this 80s or was this like, because even like Saved by the Bell and shit where you just think, well, that's still, well, the first season was 1989. Right. So like, that's like the end of the 80s, you know, and, but when we think about it, we just think, well, that's so 80s, you know, like with the big hair and all the colors and stuff, but it's kind of, that was 90s. It was. Anyway, whatever. There's got to be a word for that. Decade displacement or something. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'll play anywhere, but if only I was red, people were just show- randomly showing up. Like, I'm not used to playing a show and like people just showing up that like just random oh, i'm just a fan man or like i just how about this album or, can you play this song and like i'm not not used to that and it's kind of starting to happen more nothing i'm tooting my horn but it's a very interesting experience i guess yeah yeah, yeah. well you uh, you're a talented guy well well thank you no it's true i mean like so many people since i started doing the show and it's great that a lot of people are doing like live shows and stuff and obviously it's always great when it's someone who's like because uh, you're like a sort of multi-instrumentalist you know and you like uh, play guitar and things and and that always works well for taking it live when you can actually play your instruments because there are some people who just program like there's a lot of really talented producers right you know in this scene who literally just program like they make music with their computer keyboard and mouse and that's what they do right and there's some really talented like programmers that program way like better than i can program things but that's just not my thing I mean, I program to a point where I have like a backtrack the video and I take things in and take things out and stuff like that. But there's some people that use like the Ableton software and the, those big squares. <laughs> yeah. I just need the keyboard, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to, I don't know what these squares are. I don't know where like C is on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> what the fuck are these squares? I know. I feel like, I sound like a, an old person talking about, <laughs> well, about so this all. But uh, yeah, it was fine. But like, you've yeah. come to the right place. I, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just always preferred having the full keyboard in front of me. But but, but people do a really good job. Uh, other artists, that's how they produce and that's how they get their creativity out and how they manage it live. I just went different, uh, just a little bit of a different path, but it's always it's always nice to appreciate that though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, for sure. I mean, I guess it, what I'm saying is it's easier to have, I suppose, uh, some sort of presence on stage when you actually like play real instruments. I mean, that's like phase one because there still is something about seeing, I don't know, like just the semblance of someone who has like actual like... Uh, a talent with an instrument or a band you know that's the one thing with synthwave is that since it's a lot of uh guys on laptops and stuff yeah um when you actually see an act where they've got like you know there's a three piece you know and there's like a drummer and a guitar and a keyboard you know then it just and i i, I get that not everyone can do that i'm always very careful about the way i talk about this because i don't demand that everyone do that i mean some of my favorite artists don't do live but they still make music that really affects me and but it's it is also fun to see live performance definitely it just it adds a little extra magic. Like I had a, a bass player with me too, my good friend Brian, who I've known for for years. He basically learned all the tracks in like a week, pretty much. <laughs> mm. Just really, really, really talented guy. We, we did like a duo thing, the two of us. It was great. Cool. Yeah. So more, more of that to come uh, next year. More live shows. Well, that's what I like to hear, man. Well, how about uh, do you want to pick a track to play? Sure. How about uh, Digital Silk? All right, man. Well, this is uh, this is Phaserland's pick from the new album. Uh, what is the new album called? Because I just have your master files. I don't know what the album is. Oh, it, uh, Flip the Switch is the name of the album. Excellent. All right. So this is Flip the Switch, the album. And this is Phaserland's pick. He wants to listen to Digital Silk. So let's do it. It's silky.
And that was Digital Silk by Phaserland from the new album Flip the Switch, which is out now, I think. (laughs) Well, yeah, no, because we're recording this. There's like two interviews that are going to be in this show, so... There's no way in hell I'm going to edit this by Wednesday, yeah. so no. it'll be it's out. The album's out. The album, yeah, sure, it is out. Is there anything you want people to know? It's been fun to catch up with Mr. Ross Trinkus. Always a pleasure to be on your show, Andy. Always a pleasure. Is there something you want to say to the people? Hi, hi everybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's too no, late for that. You, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're a little late on that one. But <laughs> thank you for tuning in, uh, listening, supporting, supporting Andy. For all these whole years. Um, oh, you don't need to do that. Thank you for... I don't know how you had the time to do all this, to be honest. Speed. <laughs> Any sort of amphetamine that, you know, gives you lots of energy. Okay. Look, not that I want to send the wrong message to my listeners, but what I've learned is that uh, when it comes to drugs, there are no downsides. Sure. Right? So, uh... The more you, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, no, I, I don't know how I do it either, to be honest with you. Well, well, anyway, well I've been delivering do. the episode on random days. It, like, it used to be a consistent, like, new episodes drop on Monday. Mm-hmm. And so far this fall has been like, hey, they kind of come out on Tuesday now. And then there was a few that kind of came out on Wednesday. And then it started coming out on Friday. So I'm going to hopefully uh, rectify that in the new year. It's too much work for one guy. I'm only one guy. No. <laughs> No, I get it, man. It, it's a lot of work. And again, I really appreciate that. And for all the listeners out there that have supported me throughout the, all the years. And yeah, it's, it, it's going to be 2020. I started in 2013, that fall. So it's been a few years. It's been a, it's not the word blessing, but it's just so nice uh, just to be able to do what I do, you know? And I was very excited to for this album because there's something about this one that's a little different than the rest, but in a good way, I think. And I'm uh, really happy with the way it turned out. I always like to make, keep things interesting, but I still, still think there's a few like instrumental hook type things in there that you can like sing along to it you know in a way you can hum along the main thing is i just wanted to put some extra special sauce in there so maybe you'll hear something different the second time or third time you listen to it yeah hey i got a thing because uh, i was uh i've been organizing my synthwave playlist because the thing's fucking gigantic and so i thought you know i was going to separate the um vocal tracks from the instrumentals and have just a big like vocal tracks playlist that i i realize now i also have to divide up because then there's kind of like the dark songs and the light songs yeah anyways i don't know if you and i have ever discussed this but in the song hot stunner Mm -hmm. featuring nikki dodds what is she saying (laughs) because every time i listen i hear got a cool dad (laughs) let's go It's uh, cool down. Gotta cool. Gotta cool down. down. Okay, all right. <laughs> Whenever I listen, I just like it sounds like to me she's saying "Gotta cool, Dad," <laughs> and then like your voice comes right in your eyes or whatever in the background. Like, anyway, all right. You're not you're not the, the only one on that, Andy. So who cool. thinks she says "Dad" yeah, or just didn't no, hear dad. "down"? No, Dad. Oh, <laughs> people think she says "Dad." <laughs> It's a thing. You can ask her. Well, that's yeah, fine. I mean, there's a there's a song that Hoo-Ha sings where it sounds like he says Black Mama at the end. So <laughs> it's not like Cool Dad's okay. Yeah, Cool Dad. Like you. 
All right, yeah, that's what I, that's what I was wondering. So she got a you got a cool yeah. down, and I gotta say the vo- vocal stuff. I was on this instrumental kick, and here it is. This album, I'm really happy with it. But the next album or EP is gonna be more vocal centric as well. It's like the, you know the ties. They go up and down. I'm ready to do some more vocal stuff. So that's kind of on the horizon as well. Perfect. Well, you know, there's a lot of people in the scene who are very fickle, and they'll be like, uh, oh. Synthwave's all It has to be instrumental And they get all upset I personally really like Vocal tracks I also like Instrumental tracks Because I'm not an idiot I just like anything That's cool <laughs> So I'm happy that You have delivered A a cool album Well thank you I, I appreciate that Andy Thanks for all the kind words About the video too Well They were <laughs> sincere I just don't like to uh, I'm not going to go In my whole preamble again But it's just uh, okay, Yeah Something yeah. I have to have to say publicly is just like whenever I say my opinion, I want to say, doesn't mean I don't like all the other things I've seen. I like to just sort of point out the positives. Sure. Cool. Got to cool down. Some things are just more positive than others. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Well, look, uh, it was nice catching up with you. Absolutely. And uh, I wish you continued success and uh, have fun doing more live shows in the new year. Maybe we'll catch up again when you uh, release something else. Yeah, I would love that. I would love it, Andy. Thank you again. Yeah, man. And people should go check out uh, Phaserland and the new video. Uh, maybe by the time you listen to this, it'll be out. And uh, enjoy it, because it's fun. And I guess it'll be on New Retrowave. That's not a secret, is it? Will that be a secret when this comes out, this, this no, episode? No, yeah, it's just, it's not a secret. No. All right, man. Well, have a lovely night, and we'll uh, we'll talk soon. Sounds great, man. Take care. And that was my uh, little catch-up with Phaserland. Always nice talking to Mr. Ross Trinkus. I just like uh, saying his name. And because when we recorded it, I think it was unclear as to when the video was going to come out, but it is out. So you can go check out the Phaserland video. Um, It's a lot of fun, and the album is great, so do that. And, of course, that uh, that little catch-up was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. In the $25 Club, there's Honeybeard, Tim Carlton, Johnny Five, Emilio Estevez, and Pattern Shift. And, of course, uh, Honeybeard had a little album release party thing last week and I went to that and that was a good time it was at a place there's a little bit of drama because it was like this place that normally has like burlesque and drag shows and stuff and I guess they double booked the venue and so all of a sudden like a bunch of drag what do you, do, are they all called drag queens I feel like wouldn't you like save that for the uh the ones who are really good at it. I don't know anything about the drag universe. It feels weird to call them all drag queens. Maybe that, I don't know. Maybe that's how it works. I don't know. What do I know? Anyway, so a bunch of these drag people came in and they were all like dressed up and stuff. What's that era? You know, the Great Gatsby era. What's that called? That's how they were dressed. And then there's like there's a few ladies who were dressed as men and then some men that were dressed as ladies. Anyway, so they they walked in and then they seemed kind of pissed off because I guess they were prepared to do some sort of a show, but instead there was a synthwave playing. So that was interesting. I was uh, texting with Florence the whole time. I'm just like, "Oh, oh, there's some drama." <laughs> you know, cuz <'cause- laughs> And speaking of the other supporters here in the $25 Club, Pattern Shift has been posting lots of pictures in the uh, Beyond Synth Discord of some of his live performance stuff, so that's cool. See, those are some things you can see if you join the, the Beyond Synth Discord. So look, let's listen to another track, and we shall continue the show. So this is one from an outfit called Watch Clark from the album Couch. 
And this one, just this chorus got stuck in my head. Um, I think this was sent to me by... I'm on a few mailing lists for promotional things. And so I listened to this album and uh, this song's chorus just got stuck in my brain. So now it's going to get stuck in your brain. This is Watch Clark and it is uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. There's Kempson, Martin Larby, Gregorio Franco, and Blake Peterson. And this is Watch Clark with the track Class Actress.
real class actress. <laughs> that just, I don't know why that gets stuck in my head, man. That is a Watch Clark with Class Actress from the album Couch. And don't forget, you can listen, or you can listen, you can find all the links to the artists who I feature on the show. If you listen to the show on SoundCloud, click on the More Info button, you'll have the links to all the artists. Now, I've been actually having an issue. I should say that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. There's Ashley Keegan with the 2049, Rachel Bukeman with the 1985, and Murat with the 1984. Do I say that the same every week? I probably do. So, Facebook, I don't know if they've changed their rules or something, but now whenever I do a Facebook post, I can't at mention half the people. And it's really fucking frustrating because, like, when I make a Facebook post about the show, I at mention the artists I play on the show so that when you click on the Facebook link, if you listen to the show and you like the music that you're listening to, you can click on their thing and instantly go to their Facebook page. And if it's an at mention, that means the band will know that they were mentioned in the post. But now, for some reason, like, half of the at mentions don't work anymore. And I don't know if Facebook, they must have changed a setting or something, but it's really annoying. Because it's a way of, like, killing two birds with one stone. Like, on one hand, it, it allows me to... I don't have to message people and go like, hey, I played a song of yours today. Like, it's in the post, so they get a notification that says, you know, uh, Beyond Synth mentioned you in a post or whatever. And it allows people who listen to the show, who click on that Facebook link, to then click to the artists to check out their stuff. So it's... The, my only substitution is to just... I just put their Facebook link, but then the artist doesn't get notified that they were linked. So it's uh, a little frustrating. But such is the nature of social media. It is all a big pain in the ass. Oh, and speaking of um, Facebook, there is an event coming up. I mentioned it last week. I will mention it again. Uh, Space Jam's Tales from the Crypt. This is in England, okay? So if you are in the Bristol area on November 23rd, uh, you should go to Basement 45 on 8 Frogmore Street on November 23rd. Hey, you know, that's the uh, the anniversary of uh, Doctor Who's first episode, I believe, is November the 23rd. Anyway, so go do that. There's going to be Dark Smoke Signal, Aeronexus, Player One, Daniel Adam, and Absolute Valentine and Laserpunk. You know, they didn't let Laserpunk into my country. How about that? Anyway... So you can go uh, check that out if you are in the Bristol zone or near Bristol. Uh, Space Jam's Tales from the Crypt, November 23rd. So do that. That is your mission from me to you. All right, so how about this? Let's listen to one more track, and then we will go chat with Siamese Youth. So this is Highway Superstar. You can find it on the Vailingo Presents album. So you know Vailingo. I've had him on the show before. He's got probably the the biggest sort of blog in the uh, the synthwave scene sort of website. He does music reviews, features, and I think there's, there's also a podcast as well. And anyway, so that's that. But he put out an album called Vailingo Presents Five Years, and it features, I think, a lot of his favorite artists who I think contributed like kind of original tracks for this release. So it's a, a cool thing you should check out. And uh, this track is brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. In the $15 Club, there's Hampus ML, Ken Giroux, and Chatterack. Um, and what the hell? Let's also thank Mads Baron Christensen, Prophet of Jupiter, and we will never forget the immortal Chris Lane. And this is a nice song. Kind of got some chilled out vibes, but you know I love uh, I love some Highway Superstar. This is Slow Motion featuring Zoe Polanski. 
And that was Slow Motion by Highway Superstar featuring Zoe Polanski. And that is from the Veilingo Presents Five Years album. So you should go uh, check that out, that album. It's got a lot of uh, awesome artists on it doing some tracks you haven't heard. And that is all I have to say about that. So how about we go chat now with Siamese Youth? Well, I am here right now with Siamese Youth, which is uh, Mark and Huddle. Is that correct? Yes. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone. Hi, Andy. So why don't you guys, uh, first of all, tell the audience which one is which? I'm Mark. And I'm Huddle. So explain this Huddle business. I think you said it before we started recording. So this is like a nickname? <laughs> yes, that's a nickname out of my last name. Everybody knows me just as Huddle. That's why I introduced myself like that. Because it's spelled H-A-D-L. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I get hung up on little details all the time. So that's that's my problem. Anyways, you guys are Siamese youth. Exactly. Yes, we are. So why don't you tell me uh, a bit about you guys? Yeah, we are based in Berlin. I'm originally from uh, Ukraine and Hado is from Germany. And we met in Berlin around five years ago. And at first we had some occasional collaborations and then we started writing more and more stuff together until uh, our musical and personal relationship was close enough to start the band last year together. So what were you guys doing before Siamese Youth then? Like, were you actually, like, experimenting with different sounds and stuff? Uh, um, yes, well, we, we both played in bands before, like, all our lives. We played in, in rock bands, emo, indie stuff. For ages. Yeah, and then when we started to write together, Together we yeah we experimented a bit on, on on the sounds and since we were both in love with synthwave we, we yeah we started to write our first synthwave tracks and that's how how it all happened. Yeah, but in the beginning it was a little bit uncertain and slow. Things really changed when we won the remix competition by a New Retrowave for Future Cop. That was when we thought, okay, it's time to take it serious and come up with a follow up with a full body of work so we wrote most of the stuff after that for this record is that why there's that future cop track on your album like the featuring future cop exactly yeah okay now see now it all makes sense before that we had some ideas but there was just a few ideas and not really we were not really sure about that but we actually calculated that it took us around nine months to write and produce and finish the whole record it's like a baby yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing before when you were when you were in the ukraine were you like did you, were you in any bands when you lived there yeah exactly i was uh, in a rock band it's it was called marrakesh and that was for five six years we were quite active released two albums 
to EPs and toured a lot. So that was quite a big part of my life for some time back in Ukraine. Huddle, so like, were you, you've always been in Berlin then? Well, yes, I'm actually from the south of Germany, but I moved here 15, about 15 years ago. So I would call myself a, a Berliner. Is that what they're called? Berliners? Uh, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Uh, yes, Berliner. So what goes on in Berlin then? What are you guys doing when you're not making music? Going to techno parties. <laughs> <laughs> going to live shows, going to clubs. Uh, yeah, rehearsing, going to the museums, hanging out, going to bars. Reading books. We're quite boring <laughs> persons. Hey man, reading's important. I, I, I don't read as much as I should. I usually just listen to audiobooks now. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What are you reading, man? What's hot in the world of books right now? <laughs> uh, for me, everything from Haruki Murakami is hot. That's my favorite hmm. author. He's great. He wrote a book that's called, yeah, Fun Thing 1984. <laughs> it's really good. I would recommend to read it. Yeah. And novels. I'm more into non-fiction stuff, like philosophical, spiritual stuff. Like at the moment, I'm reading a book by Ram Das. It's called Polishing the Mirror. I'm a fan of Ram Das. Are we talking about literal polishing here? Or is this some sort of spiritual metaphor? It's a spiritual metaphor, of course. Mm. It's about polishing the mirror of your soul and putting some effort into loving what you see when you look in the mirror. Mm. It's my own interpretation. I'm not sure if he meant that. I like books with robots in them. Is there any robots in that book? <laughs> robots polishing mirrors? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, look, how about this? Let's listen to a track here so the audience can know what's going on. Although I think we played a Siamese youth track on the show a few a little while ago. I think it was one of Marco's picks. And I'm going to play that song now because it's a cool track. So uh, this is Coco by Siamese Youth. Yeah.
And that was Coco by Siamese Youth. And I am here with Siamese Youth right now, Mark and Huddle, talking about books and uh, and techno parties. Do you actually go to techno parties, or are you just saying that to sound cool? <laughs> what should we say now if the second one is right? <laughs> well, I do. From time to time. Is there a hop and techno party scene in Berlin? I don't know much about Berlin. Oh, yeah. it's the, I, I would say it's the number one city for that. It's um, one of the top cities in the world for that. We have a famous club scene here. We have famous clubs like the Bergheiner. So that, that has been rated sometimes the number one nightclub, uh, techno club in the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's pretty good, I can tell you as a foreigner, because I'm coming from Ukraine, and I was really fascinated with the techno scene here when I just uh, moved. It's really, really cool. It's like in the movies, where you see this huge, huge club with dancers in the cages, and it's just naked people everywhere, and it's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. But we have a cool synthwave scene here as well, <laughs> which is yeah. very cool. Is there any naked people in cages for the synthwave scene? No, they all wear jeans jackets. Mm. See, that's the thing. I don't. I've never go to any of these clubs with the naked people in the cages. See, I think I gotta. <laughs> yeah, come over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> come over. We'll show you around. What's the nature of your partnership exactly? Like, is one of you the producer? Are you both producers? Or who sings? What What goes on? Um, that's really different from track to track. We both play many instruments and sing so on the on the album i sing uh, coco and yesterday mm-hmm. and mark sings all the other songs sometimes uh, mark would play synthesizers i can play synthesizers we both play guitar that's how we play live we both have a guitar we both have a keyboard in front of us and on the on the record it's the same it could be any one of us or even the same song one would play the bass one would play the melody whatever and yeah we both produced the album as well i was mixing the most of it and i mastered it as well so how do you guys decide then who's singing on what song is it like the ones you write yeah how did you guess <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a really clever guy so. it's exactly like that initially we didn't plan to have two singers in the band and the idea was that i'm gonna sing all the songs and we had this great song coco which huddle wrote and i really wanted to be on the record and i tried to sing it and I, uh, I maybe tried three or four uh, sessions and it never sounded quite right. And then in the end, I told Huddle, you know, man, somehow you just feel this song better because you wrote it. Let's just keep your vocals. And same thing for yesterday. I made an instrumental and I sent it to Huddle. He wrote the top line melody and uh, the lyrics and then we he asked me who's gonna sing on that and i said you do man because you wrote it somehow it's the most it sounds true that way it's really hard to sing something that another person wrote and make it sound true 
So then, uh, what do you guys do for fun? Do you play games? Do you have any, like, hobbies? Or is it all just fucking music? Yeah, well, it's strange. We're, we're both, like, professional musicians, and that's still a lot of fun. But we, we have maybe a bit of a lack of other hobbies because it's still a hobby as well, and it's just great to do music. Besides music, well, for me, it would be really like uh, reading, watching movies a bit. I'm into sports, and yeah, these things. How about you? Yeah, for me, uh, I don't have much hobbies outside of music as well. I, I like reading, watching movies, chilling. I like eating a lot, different kind of food, <laughs> often during the day. That's one of my hobbies. Mm. And I love traveling and going outside of the city. Germany is really, really cool in that uh, sense because you can go out of Berlin in 30 minutes and be in the nature in some beautiful village. I try to do that regularly. Yeah, that sounds like fun. Well, look, how about this? Let's listen to another song, man, and then we'll uh, talk some more. Now, I don't know how to say this word. This is the one featuring Future Cop. <laughs> yeah. Naria Tanai. Okay, so n- Naria Tanai, like that? Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody should 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 try to translate it online because yeah. it's really funny when the you thing is, find out what it means. What does it mean? Ah, that, that's, a, that's a surprise for everyone. The thing is, we haven't met with Future Cop in real life yet, so we don't know how uh, he pronounced that. But it's his uh, title. What is what is this exact? So is this a remix or is this like how, what was the what happened? It's more like a rework. So that there was this um, remix competition by New Retrowave, and the original track is an instrumental ambient track. So what we did is uh, we took that, we sped it up, we added the drums, bass, and I wrote the vocal melody and lyrics on top of that, and... We just turned that ambient track into a traditional pop, 80s pop track. So it's more, actually more like a rework than a remix. All right, cool. Well, let's uh, let's listen to it, man. This is, uh, <laughs> I'll try and say it, Naria Tanai by Future Cop, but reworked by Siamese Youth with, with lovely vocals and drums and bass and all the stuff that you just said. Uh, let's just listen to it. Here it is.
right, and that was Siamese Youth with the track Nari Tanai, which is a rework of a, of a Future Cop song, which you guys did lots of cool stuff to, and that was fun. So, listen... Why don't you contrast, Mark, some of the differences? Because obviously you came over, you said, from the Ukraine. So now you're in Germany. So what's the... Uh, how, how has life changed for you now that you've made that move? Oh, big way. Because I've been here for seven years already. And, you know, they say in seven years you kind of become another person. All your skin cells and your body becomes new in seven years. You know what I mean? So all your Ukrainian skin cells have been shed? So that Ukrainian guy is not there anymore. (laughs) (laughs) In a way. Mm. But, of course, the differences are huge. It's just a, a whole different world to me. But the biggest thing is I just moved on. And I found new inspiration here and I kind of re-established myself or found myself anew as an artist. And I found my artistic identity here because I had quite a crisis shortly before moving to Berlin. My band, that rock band was on the verge of splitting up and I had a massive writer's block for about two years and moving to Berlin really helped me to change the perspective. So how many languages do you speak? I speak Ukrainian, Russian, English and a little bit of German. So can you get around in Berlin without like with with minimal German? Mm, yes, I would say. Huh? Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so international. Everybody knows can speak English here, but I do try to practice uh, more and more of German as well because you know, I just want to integrate a bit more. When you guys then start forming a band, why do you choose to sing in English. Like, that's a choice you have to make, right? To be on your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to sound pretentious, but we're thinking globally. We just want to reach as many people as possible and play as many places as possible around the world. And English, it's it's like a universal language that most of the people can understand. And it felt felt like the best for the songs we both thought or it was actually it was never a question for us which language we should go with and yeah it just fitted the best to the songs and and to the mood of the tracks and so that was actually never never a question yes i always find that interesting if i were because if i were to write a song in a different language i would like need somebody to help me like proof i mean obviously your guy's english is very good so i mean i don't really speak very well in other languages but i feel like if i were to write a song i would need somebody to be like does this make sense or like does this rhyme work or does this you know what i mean yeah totally it's like i don't know if i would trust myself basically to me the biggest problem sometimes is you don't have the really feeling for the words you use like a native speaker would do like you would know the the meaning of a word, but you wouldn't exactly know how it feels to speak that or, or use that. Because I'm a songwriter in my other life as well, and and I use the word sway, so I know it it means like dance or something, or and and that's that's clear to me. But I don't know if if sway would be used by only 
granddads or so, or if like kids would use it, if it's a cool word, if it's a, right. like a very old-fashioned old word, that's sometimes, in, in these cases, it can be a little problem, but in general to us, I think we have a quite a good feeling for the language when when it comes to songwriting and we have uh, we can ask uh, our native speaking friends and our, our manager is from England <laughs> so we, we have some people we can talk with about that yeah I guess that's an interesting point because when you learn a language I suppose you learn the proper form of it they don't really teach slang and stuff like you, you have to pick that up yourself from people yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah but that's the thing Berlin you you meet English speaking persons like all the time when you do collaborations when you do productions with other people uh, when you do it online in the whole music scene that's that's all so international that you just have to speak English all the time and that makes it easier and, and you learn these things then yeah it's also a matter of practice I guess because I started writing songs in English with my old band and we released two EPs in English but those lyrics were crap I lacked confidence for that and I thought well it's just not your thing man you have to hire somebody <laughs> to, to write lyrics for you but with some practice and uh, moving to Berlin and being inside of the English-speaking community and just uh, writing more and more kind of as an exercise and doing my best to develop that thing, writing lyrics in English, I think I got to the point where I'm pretty happy with the lyrics for this record. It's probably the first time I'm, I'm happy and I was able to express what I really thought and felt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you're happy, man. That's the most important thing, right? I want you guys to be happy. That's the key. I want to listen to another song, man. So we're going to listen to this one. This one's called Dream On by Siamese Youth.
And that was Siamese Youth with the track Dream On. And I am here with Siamese Youth right now talking about writing music and writing in a different language. When it comes to, uh, you know, when people do songs in English when it's not like their native language... Sometimes there can be a poetry to that, which is kind of cool, where you might structure a sentence in a way that I wouldn't think to, and sometimes it can be more poetic. The only thing that ever throws me off, and it doesn't happen very often, is just when someone says a word incorrectly. That's the only time it's really a problem. Mm -hmm. Uh Because there have been a a few synthwave songs I've listened to where it's someone doing English, which is fine. Uh, You know, if you have an accent, that's not a problem, but sometimes they'll say a word wrong mm-hmm. and then the second you hear like that it just it totally throws everything off it's like when it's like they don't say the word correctly yeah yeah uh, we're trying not to do that yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're pretty um, nerdy about that my uh, grandparents were teachers mm. and my grandmother was a Russian language teacher so I'm always really nerdy about the grammar and I'm double, triple checking everything as much as I can. Well, there's a difference. I suppose what I'm talking about is there's a difference between having an accent and then just saying a word completely incorrectly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So like an accent is fine, right? I mean, and when you do an accent, you will say words slightly differently, but there's like... I don't want to say my examples because then I'm going to be calling people out. But there's a, there's this one song in particular that I listen to all the time, and it just makes me laugh my ass off. But I don't. I, I'll never say who it is. But it's it's just it makes making me laugh now in my head. The accent is fine. I mean, uh, listen to Bjork. She has a massive accent, but it's so awesome. What I haven't listened to Bjork in a while. I only listen to pretty much like stuff in the synthwave scene mm-hmm. now. But I used to. Uh, Listen to more sort of like mainstream. Not that, well, is Bjork mainstream? Does that count as mainstream? Yeah, kind of. Anyway, look, how about uh, when you moved over there uh, uh, to Germany? What's the difference between the ladies? Maybe the Ukrainian versus the German ladies? What's the, uh, how does that go? So, I'm struggling to find a polite answer. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. <laughs> but the thing is, man, we have wives. Right. Oh, so you're oh that's why you're you're hiding this. Okay, I gotcha, I gotcha. No, no, nothing to hide there. <laughs> These Eastern European countries have some pretty ladies. I know it's like uh, 2019 and I guess we're not supposed to talk about that anymore, but uh, there's some beautiful ladies over there, man. Mhm. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> and my wife is one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my wife was beautiful lady from Germany. Now that I've got you guys uncomfortable, I kind of want to keep it going, but uh, I'll, I'll move on. Um, so now, what's the plan for the future here? You've got this thing. You guys play live, right? Yeah, that's the number one thing on our to-do list because we're coming from this live music background and we used to tour a lot with our old bands and that's what we want to do with Siamese youth as well it's our main priority just take these songs on the road play as much as we can in as many places as we can that's the most fun I I know you were saying before uh, Huddle you were saying that this is like your job like doing music stuff so do you have like a side music gig what I what I do in general is, is uh, one thing is I work for for a small label in Germany uh, I write and produce songs 
and our playing time is youth. That's it. So all basically connected to music. You write and produce songs for other people? Mm-hmm. I'm writing a lot of dance and pop stuff as well. Do you mean producing or do you mean like writing actual like lyrics or is this like uh, production kind of stuff? Uh, writing a lot. It's it's a lot of top lining. I get a lot of instrumentals and I write the, the melody and the lyrics for that and other people would sing it then or I would sing it and yeah, then it would be released. I would find that difficult. Like you have your own band and then writing music because I know several people that do this like write you know, songs for other people. And I would always find that difficult because I would want to save the best stuff for me. That's what I do. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess also, if you're writing songs for other people, I suppose you might you might go to a different place or like write stuff that you know like maybe this person would be able to sing this in a different way or better than I could if you do this specific thing um yeah 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 it's like that yeah and uh, it's just a different style a different genre so uh, it wouldn't like fit anyways or for Siamese youth I would say I have a different approach to the songs and it's more from the heart, more from the soul and more about myself and my deepest feelings and the other songs are more, it's a bit more of a craftsmanship of, of writing. So there's no, no big conflict between this writing and the other writing for, for the band. And I suppose it's all practice, right? Because it gets you, you stay in the music headspace. Yeah, that as well. Mm-hmm. Right. See, this is me like acting like I know what I'm talking about. This is fun. <laughs> 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 well, look, uh, how about we listen to another track, man? Uh, this is one called Lying to Myself, and uh, it's by Siamese Youth.
And that was Siamese Youth with the track Lying to Myself. And I'm here right now with Siamese Youth, Mark and Huddle in Berlin. Yay! How's the the weather in Berlin right now? Horrible. Terrible. Gray, cold, rainy. It's really horrible. Shitty. And we'll stay for the next five months. (laughs) You have to escape. Please book us anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) So do you guys have like a studio where you can practice and shit? Or you guys just have little like home studios? Both. So we like to work um, on our own separately and just send each other files. But then we also had a studio where we would um, work a little bit in real time or rehearse for the live show or jam. But they kicked us out of that studio in the beginning of September. So now we're back to sending each other files again. (laughs) So, Mark, what do you do then when you're not uh, doing... Like, do you have another job or you just uh, sitting around like a bum? Uh, Well, I'm lucky to do only music-related stuff as well. And I do quite a bunch of stuff. I do write for others as well, occasionally or writing some soundtracks and I do teach singing here in Berlin and through Skype and uh, I get something from my old band as well still like royalties and stuff and I miss youth that's about it do you guys uh, do you guys drive or take public transit I don't drive huddle drives well, I have a license, but I don't have a car, <laughs> so I would take the subway all the time or the train. Because, you know, these older cities are interesting to me because, like, often they have, like, these smaller streets and, like, little tiny cars and stuff. I was just thinking about tiny cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the streets are quite big here. Yeah, <laughs> Berlin is fucking huge, and the transfer system here is super fantastic. I mean, you can get anywhere easy. We have a huge, huge uh, metro subway. So is it all like, is it a big web? I live in Toronto and our subway system is very simple. It's like, Mm. there's basically like two lines, like a T. It's kind of like in in Ukraine, in my hometown, Kiev. But here in Berlin, it's huge. It's Uh, a spider web. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you could compare it to, to London also, I would say. Yeah. Maybe even better. Ooh, the challenge for my London listeners. <laughs> yeah. I don't, know, London. I don't know who can take this challenge up, but... <laughs> the, the craziest thing is the, the Moscow subway, I thought. Mm. That is huge, man. And the most beautiful stations I've ever seen. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One of these days I want to go there just to visit the Tetris castle. So on the Red Square? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the ones with the, with the colored... Uh, on top of I don't know the word for it either <laughs> yeah I heard that the guy who built this castle was executed after that yeah 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 because they didn't want him to replicate it so he couldn't build it for anyone else or <laughs> yeah 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 do, do your wives tolerate this music stuff are they happy about it <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah they are uh, very supportive and uh, yeah they, they both like it a lot I would say yeah they are both supportive actually my wife is a music as well. Oh, what does she do? She's doing something a bit darker, like dark wave-ish, post-punkish stuff. We used to have a band together. It's called Forphonica. We released an EP. You can still 
check it out online. But now she's having a little break and just writing new stuff and we see where it goes next. Oh, that's fun. So like when you guys are in your apartment or whatever, you just sort of go to your corners and work on music? Kind of like that. Or I just go to my studio. To be honest, I cannot work at home. I just want to eat and sleep all the time. (laughs) <laughs> so I go to a studio where I can just lock myself and focus on that. And then uh, she would use the space at home. Yeah, that makes sense. I have the same problem. All I do all day is I try and work and I just keep on going to the kitchen and just eating. And it also helps that she usually prefers to write in the night. And I prefer to write in the morning, daytime. Well, that's cool. So then you've got a perfect sort of uh, working relationship then. No one's like standing on anybody's toes. That's... Uh... That's a good thing. Yeah. I want to listen to another song, and then maybe we can fucking uh, wind this down. So this is another track that I dug uh, from the album. This one's called Dead Star by Siamese Youth.
And that was Siamese Youth with the track Dead Star. And I have been talking with Siamese Youth. The youth, I just get fuck. I can't even speak my own language. Uh, Siamese Youth, <laughs> Mark and Huddle. Uh, now that we've gotten to know you guys, what's the future hold for Siamese Youth? Yeah, well, as I said, we, we're planning to play a lot in 2020. Book shows and play live, play festivals. We're working on that. And music-wise, we don't know yet. We're working on new material soon, and let's see what happens with that. We just don't know yet. Yeah, we have quite a lot of musical ideas. We just don't have any set dates uh, because the album just came out. But we definitely gonna follow up with something new. Stay tuned and get surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned and get surprised. <laughs> cool, man. Well, look, is there something we didn't uh, talk about that you wanted to talk about? Hmm. How's the synthwave scene in Toronto? It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Synthwave is a funny genre because it's like there's a lot of people that listen to it, but it's sort of like these small pockets all around the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they still need a bit of prodding to like come out and go to shows. So they brought Outland here in the summer, and that was successful uh they filled up a venue of like 600 people wow cool but like that is a special occasion and you know because anytime any of the other local acts put on a show not that many people show up and there's sort of like a crew of sort of regulars that sort of go to everything but it's relatively small and i feel like it's sort of that way all over the world unless you have like a lot of promotion and then there's just a handful of bands that are like the bigger ones right so the midnight the midnight can fill up a venue Carpenter Brute can fill a space. Uh, Perturbator can fill a space. FM84. Now I'm just listing names, but yeah, <laughs> like, well. there's, there's a handful of artists who can like, they can fill a place. I guess the Midnight's probably the biggest right now. They came to Toronto last time and they filled a venue that I think, I think that venue is like 1200 or 1300 capacity. So like, that's pretty big. But yeah, like anytime anybody else plays, it's like, you know, 30 people show up or something. You know what I mean? So it's... The Midnight uh, filled out the space in Berlin as well. It's an interesting thing. You know, I've been trying to figure this out for years. I mean, I've been doing this show since 20. 20- 2013 and I still try and figure out like how to get people sort of outside the scene to listen because a lot of people really like synthwave kind of music like once they hear it Mm -hmm. but it's just getting it to people and having them understand what they're listening to that's that's always been a challenge great that they're doing that podcast for so long it's really awesome well it's a fun way to meet people like I, I find whenever I do it I everyone seems to be cool whenever they make this sort of music it's like we all have sort of similar interests or uh, cultural connections to movies and things like that and so it's uh, fun to do but I do wish like uh, you know I want more people to come to these things and I would like the scene to be bigger because there's so many talented people making awesome music you know and I want the world to know about it man yeah cool we too yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah and by the way thanks for playing our track upon the album release that was really cool yeah really cool yeah, man. Well, it's uh, it's good stuff. You make some cool music. Thanks. Thank you. I think uh, Ten sent it to me in the summertime. See, I'm very disorganized. It's just me. Like, I don't have a crew here. I don't have a, mm-hmm. a administrative assistant or anything like that. And so people will send me stuff to listen to, and, like, I don't even get a chance to listen to it for, like, a month, you know, just because I'm so fucking uh, disorganized. I'm trying to get better, but... Uh, <laughs> okay. Do you, guys, do you guys have a strong work ethic? 
No. <laughs> uh, I mean, chaos is my order. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say, I'm I'm pretty organized. Sounds boring, but I am. That's the truth. <laughs> we balance each other. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's perfect, man. That's what you need in life is a perfect sort of yin and yang. You can uh, polish each other's mirrors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that metaphor works now that I said that out loud. That's uh, probably something else. Anyways, look, it was nice to uh, get to know you. And uh, if people want to check you out, uh, they should go listen to your tunes, man. Siamese Youth, what's your webs? Do you have a website? We have the social pages on Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube. It's all just Siamese Youth. Why did you call your guys Siamese Youth? There's two of you? Oh, hmm. I hoped <laughs> you would forget about this question. <laughs> <laughs> That's the favorite one. Oh, well, in that case, I don't want to know the answer. <laughs> That's what sets my show apart from any other sort of interviews, is that while other people ask questions specifically about the band, I ask people what the uh, transportation is like in their city. <laughs> That's my style. Uh, I hope you guys have a lovely Berlin day and uh, keep on making cool tracks, and uh, people should go check out your tunes and look forward to you hopefully doing some gear gigs in the the new year yeah thank you thanks a lot for having us and it was fun to chat and we really enjoyed it yeah thanks a lot pleasure to meet you good luck with the podcast and keep spreading the word we'll do the same come over to berlin we'll show you around techno clubs yeah (laughs) (laughs) my brain stopped working after you talked about naked ladies in cages for the rest of the time that's all that that's what's been the image in my head all right well it's good to meet you so take care yeah Yeah, take care take care And that was my conversation with Siamese Youth. I want to thank you all for listening to the show. If you want to support Beyond Synth, go check out patreon.com slash beyondsynth. Or if you don't want to use Patreon, you can also just go to beyondsynth.com. There's a PayPal option there. Um, A bunch of people do that way. And it's also very helpful. That's the uh, the bottom line. And uh, I think that's all I got for you this week. Hopefully, we're in the month of November, and I've been waiting for this Black Magic ATEM Mini thing to come out, which is going to help the streaming, because I definitely want to get the streaming up and on a regular basis. And right now, I have all these video cards, like, hanging off the back of my computer, and, like, they're kind of finicky. And sometimes when I go to stream, like, there's just no audio from the video game system, and I have to, like, quit and restart and quit and restart until it works. Like, it's all random and so there's a new device coming out that is uh, very reasonably priced that basically just has like kind of four HDMI inputs and some mic inputs and it just outputs one signal it's going to really streamline the whole like streaming operation and uh, that will definitely help and I've got some fun ideas uh, for that because I obviously want to get that uh, becoming a regular thing I have been streaming once a week but it's always on different days and that's uh, the Beyond Synth Twitch so look I hope you all have a lovely week We were going to record a high five, but then Julian took a nap. And then he had to record State of Synth, so we didn't record the high five. So maybe we'll we'll do the high five uh, on the weekend. Maybe we'll record it on the weekend so that we can have it ready for uh, Monday morning or something. Every time I promise these things, I can never back up the promise. So uh, 
I won't promise. I'll just say that you are all very important to me. Thank you for supporting the show, and have a lovely weekend. And I'll talk to you next time on Beyond Synth. Thanks for If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting it by going to patreon.com slash beyondsynth or visit beyondsynth.com and click on support the show. Beyond Synth is made possible by the awesome Patreon supporters. Don't forget to follow Beyond Synth on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Live broadcasts can be heard weekly on Twitch at twitch.tv slash beyond underscore synth. Have a lovely week.